This week's Parsha, Parsha's Vayeshev, begins a new period, a new saga in the life of Yaakov Avinu, the third of our Ovis. Um, in the last two Parshas, Vayetze and Vayishlach, Yaakov had to run away from Eretz Yisrael. Yaakov went to Choron, where he lived by his uncle. He ultimately married Leah, Rachel, Bila, Zilpa. He had the 12 tribes. And then, in, in, or 11 of them, in Vayishlach, he's on the way home already, and there he has to deal with Esav and that whole, that whole meeting, and then the other travails of the way. And finally, in the beginning of this Parsha, of Parsha's Vayeshev, Yaakov is back home, to a degree settled, back in the land of Canaan, um, or then Canaan, what we know, what we, what's today Eretz Yisro. Um, Yaak, Rashi brings on this, uh, about Yaakov, at this, uh, the, at this junction, at the beginning of Vayeshev, Vayeshev Yaakov Beretz Meguri of Yaakov sort of settles back in the land of his father. And Rashi brings to the Medrash that says, Bikesh Yaakov Leshev Bishalva. At this point, Yaakov just wanted to have some peace, have some rest. Kofatz Allah Rugze Shal Yosef. So, but instead of his desire of having some uh, peaceful and restful, um, you know, life now, so the whole saga with Yosef begins, which is a new and lengthy saga. This week's Parsha, next week's Parsha, of course, Yaakov's son Yosef, the, the most beloved of his sons, is actually sold into slavery and he goes down to Egypt and then he's imprisoned and ultimately he becomes the viceroy, the king of Egypt. And it's only in Parsha's Vayigash, after uh, more than 20 painful years, that Yaakov is going to be reunited with his son Esav, with his son Yosef. So, so therefore Rashi brings to the Medrash, at this point Yaakov wants to have some peace, and instead this whole turbulent story of Yosef is going to begin. And then the Medrash says, he says, Tzadikim want to have peace, and Hashem says, isn't it enough the peace that's going to be in the future, in Olam Haban, in the coming world, and therefore that peace was disturbed with the whole story of Yosef. Now this Medrash is very difficult to understand. Uh, first of all, it makes the tzaddikim sound like people who are just looking for peace. After all, if they're real tzaddikim, so they're looking to serve Hashem. They're looking to do the right thing. What is this that, you know, they're looking for peace? And if there's something wrong with it, then why do tzaddikim want it? Tzaddikim are those who do exactly what Hashem wants. And even if uh, perhaps one tzaddik made the mistake, all the future tzaddikim, uh, knowing what they sh- they're supposed to want, would not make that same mistake. And the Medrash says it in this way, that Sadiqim want this. So what's, this, what's the story, what's the meaning behind this, that Sadiqim want to, be, to have that peacefulness, and Hashem takes it away from them? And what's interesting, additionally, is that ultimately Yaakov does attain that peace. Because though he's going to have now 20 turbulent years with, with the saga of Yosef, 22 tur- turbulent years, ultimately Yaakov is going to come down to Mitzrayim. And for the last 17 years of his life, he's going to live in Mitzrayim very peacefully and very happily. So that it would seem that his desire for having peace in his life was fulfilled. So, and he, so we have here again seemingly contradictory messages. This desire of the Sadiqim to have peace, is it a good one? Is it a bad one? Um, if it's a bad one, why do Sadiqim want it? Um, and if it's a bad one, why did Yaakov get it at the end? And finally, why was it only Yaakov that wanted this? We don't find this by Avram, we don't find this by Yitzchak. This desire for peace, and therefore this necessary you know, turbulence, till they get to that peace. And the Rebbe gives us a very beautiful perspective on all this, and something that's so um, powerful and applicable to us today, 
the concept of Golos, the concept of being in exile and the coming of Mashiach. Just as Yaakov wanted peace, we also want. We want the coming of Mashiach. And that's one of the principles of our faith. Um, the, when it comes to uh, the 13 principles of our faith, 12 of them are just a, a belief. The 13th, or which is number 12 actually, about Mashiach is not only the belief in the coming of Mashiach, but a waiting for his coming. Achakalo, we actually await. And the Rambam talks about the fact that the Tzaddikim and Kalah Yisrael always waited and yearned for Mashiach in order that they should be able to serve Hashem in a state of peace, in a state of peace of mind and peace in the world around us. So that the desire to serve Hashem in a state of peace is not only not a problem, that's actually what all of us are supposed to want. And to explain a bit, until Mashiach comes, we live in a state of exile. A state of exile means we're constantly in different forms of struggle, internal struggle within ourselves, because there's, you know, there's, there, there's the sides of us, the parts of us that are not holy, that are animalistic, and therefore there's an internal struggle to be spiritual, to connect to Hashem, and there's the external struggles, because we live in a world of concealment, and a world where Hashem and Kedusha and holiness is not typically revealed. So Golos exile represents serving Hashem through battle, through struggle, which of course that's Hashem's will at this point in time. But that's not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is not that forever there should be concealment and forever there should be struggle. There has to come a time. In other words, this, all of this struggle and all of this concealment serves a purpose. And the purpose, as explained in the writings of Hasidus and Kabbalah, is that through all this concealment, we're able to extract divine energy and divine sparks until we create a place of perfection. Whereas there won't be need for struggle and there won't be concealment. And at that point, there will be a peaceful, beautiful coexistence of, of Hashem in this world. And we'll see Hashem in this world and be able to serve Him in peace. So golos, so struggle, so difficulty is necessary, but it's not the goal. And therefore it was Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu, as we said before, just went through 22 difficult years. He just went through the difficulties of struggling with a Lavan, and then with an Esav, and the other difficulties described in the Chumash. And after these, all these many, many years of struggle, Yaakov felt it's time. He already accomplished what he needs to in the, in the way of struggles. It's time already for Leshe Bashalva, for a revelation of godliness in this world, where his connection and his service of Hashem could be in a way of peacefulness. But it wasn't time yet for Yaakov Avinu. He hadn't struggled quite enough. He hadn't seen it all as far as concealment is concerned. And that's why the saga of Yosef begins. Because Yosef brings struggle and concealment to a whole new level. Though Yaakov had to deal with many negative forces, but Yaakov was never captive by them. He was never their prisoner. Yosef was actually sold as a slave and ultimately as a prisoner into Mitzrayim. And their Yosef being the extension of Yaakov brought concealment and brought struggle and brought difficulty to a whole new level. And through doing that avodah for the subsequent 20-something years, then... Yaakov was ready for Leishev Bashalva. Yaakov was able to reach that level of, the, of such a clear and open connection with Hashem in this world that he lived peacefully and served Hashem in that way.
And therefore, this message is so much for us. Obviously, we're at the, we're at the end of a long Golos, a long exile. We've, we've talked many times about the quote from the Ramban, Maisa Oves, Simen Laban, and whatever happened to our Oves is a sign. And it tells us of what's, what our future is going to be about. And we've lived the life of struggle for so many years. The life of concealment, the life of difficulty. Our service of Hashem is about overcoming challenges and obstacles. I, I've heard it asked, you know, when Mashiach will come and there won't be struggles and obstacles, so, so what will our service of Hashem be about? That question comes from a total gullus mindset that connecting to Hashem must be about struggle and must be about obstacles. But it's understandable that one should ask that question because that's the way we see it. That's the way we experience it. And therefore, we learn from Yaakov Avinu, Bikesh Yaakov, Leshev Bashalva, we should understand and we should know and we should look forward to it. That struggle is important, but it's only a means to an end. And we're waiting for that end. And as we've been told by so many of our tzaddikim, that that end is so near. And therefore, as we finish these last struggles and these last personal or external or internal challenges, we have to remember and we have to know and we have to await that very soon we should serve, we'll be able to serve Hashem peacefully, happily in a state of divine revelation that will permeate ourselves and the entire world around us with the coming of Mashiach may be speedily in our time. Have a wonderful Shabbos.